Hello everybody, this is Chris from CSS Tricks with video screencast number 40. Had a few weeks off there while I was away, kind of pseudo-traveling, back at work, kind of visiting family and stuff. But I'm back now, video screencast number 40. The subject this week, I believe, is going to be Z-Index. Z-Index is a CSS attribute that you can give to elements that kind of deals with the vertical stacking. So Z kind of stands for like the Z-Index, you know, in math. There's like X-axis is vertical, the Y-axis horizontal, and the Z-axis is like vertical stacking, like in three dimensions. Of course, the web is only two-dimensional, but it's in like if two things overlap, which one wins or which one is, is, is on the top and which one is on the bottom. Uh, and it, it can be a frustrating thing. Sometimes it feels kind of like voodoo magic, like when, you, when you're having problems with, with Z-Index. You're like, why isn't this working? It can be one of the more frustrating things in CSS. So I thought I'd touch on that and just talk about Z-Index a little bit. So we have a really super simple project file like we always do. I have this folder on my desktop here with an index.html file in it and a style.css file. And we'll open those two in our favorite little local text editor, TextMate. And I'll bring those over so you can see them here. So index file, style.css file, as usual, just run through it really quick. Uh, just a head section with you know our content type title and link to an external style sheet. And then we have our body section here. We have an H1 tag, a couple paragraph tags with some generic content, and it's all wrapped up in this div with an idea of page wrap. So we'll jump over to the CSS file, and you can see that global reset. Uh, we set the font on the body. Then our page wrap here has a width of 500 pixels. It's pushed down 15 pixels from the top and centered. And then our paragraphs have a little bottom margin on it. So that's how we got to where we are here. Very, very simple. And then what I'm going to have is a little image that I already pre-created here. We call it badge. It's a ping file. Uh, it looks like a little starburst thing here. So, you know, you're working on some website, you try to promote something. Oh, free 50 bucks off, something like that. You have this badge that you made and you want to place it in on a particular place on your page. So let's say we want to stick that badge up here on the upper right portion of this web page. Easy enough, right? <clears throat> How would we do that, huh? Well, we know we want it to be in the upper right portion of this page. So there's, you know, as always, there's a million ways to tackle it. We could, you know, have it be kind of the first thing on the page and float it to the right and stuff. But to get, you know, perfect positioning of this thing, I find sometimes one of the easiest ways to do it is to uh, use absolute positioning. No reason to be afraid of that. So let's actually just do it. And let's put it, um, just for fun, let's put it inside of a div actually we'll have the div kind of control the the look of it we'll call it we'll give it an id of badge and we'll close it out just an empty div for now but let's say you know we are literally doing that thing you know 50 bucks off or something you might actually put that text in there which is the reason we're doing it like this and we'll jump over into our css and say an element with an id of badge and let's get info on this thing so we can see what size it is because we're going to need a div that's a box of 120 by 120. So width, 20 pixels, height, 120 pixels. We're going to be using absolute positioning on it so we can get it exactly where we want it. 
And let's just give it, you know, you got to give it coordinates, which is basically the x-coordinate of top and the y-coordinate of right zero pixels. So that's going to place this 120 pixel box to the upper right of our screen. And in order to see something in it right now, it would just be a white, empty, nothing box, and you wouldn't be able to see anything at all. So let's give it a background of that badge image we made. Badge.png. Okay, all goes well here. This badge should show up in the upper right corner of our page. And it's using absolute positioning, and we told it to be top equals zero and right equals zero so that's exactly where it's supposed to be you can see if we move the browser window it sticks with the browser window which is a little weird because it kind of like moves to the right faster than the content does because this is a 500 pixel box and the, you know in the in the browser window is different um, we could limit the scope of the absolute positioning and you'll understand what I mean in a second by well you can see that this div with an ID of badge is within the div with an ID of page wrap. So if we were to take this page wrap and say position relative, position relative, that limits the scope of anything absolutely positioned within it. So now top zero isn't going to be the top right or the, the, the top of the browser window. It's going to be at the top of the page wrap div, which if we pop open Firebug, we can take a look at it. Here's PageRab, and it, it's, it shares the top of with the browser window, but you can see the right side of it ends, you know, over here, not at the right edge of the browser window, but at the where this content ends. So if just by giving that position relative, that's the only change in Reload it. Now our badge is going to shoot over here, and it's going to behave exactly, you know, it's going to be positioned absolutely relatively within this page wrap we have going on so that's a that's a nice little trick just by itself but and now you can see what happened there are it it, it it overlapped the text so that's going to be one of the frustrations of z index is like oh I, I all i want to do is make sure that that text sits on top of the badge that's all i want to do so you, what pops into your head right away is well i'll just take this is a this big paragraph is a p element it's a paragraph element i'll just give it a higher z index value than the badge has so uh, right away you'll go z-index 10,000 or something, some huge number like trying to force it and you'll reload it and it won't work and you'll be like, what's going on? That's crazy. You'll, you could even take the badge and say, well, I want the badge to have a z-index value of 1. So it's way low. Of course the paragraph element wins and you reload and it still doesn't work and you're like, what the hell is going on? The deal, what's going on is that things, you can only give a z-index value or it only, that z-index value only applies itself to something that has relative or absolute positioning or fixed maybe, I'm not sure about fixed, but mostly relative and absolute positioning. So see that this paragraph doesn't have any positioning at all. That means it defaults to static positioning, which anything that doesn't have any other positioning value applied to it defaults to static. And static elements just don't, don't do the z-index thing. It's just not going to happen. So all we'd have to do to, to get this to work is give the paragraph position relative as well. That way our 10,000 is easily going to trump our, our 1 here, and that paragraph is going to sit right up on top. So, I mean, it doesn't look good, but, you know, it's just the theory that we're going for here. We, we, we want our z-index value properly. 
So that's something there. And we, we can illustrate that again. Let's, you know, underneath here, let's, let's call our badge image right from a regular image element right in our HTML. Badge.png. Of course, we always write XHTML, so we have to, are required to give it an alt text so the code validates, and we'll have two of them. And they're inline elements, so they should sit right next to each other down here, one after another. Very nice. Let's say we, you know, just because of our design sensibilities, whatever, we want to have two of these, and we kind of want to move that right one on top of the left one a little, get a little overlapping effect or something like that. So we know that with relative positioning, it's a lot like static positioning, really, only that's relative to itself. So if we were to give something relative positioning and then a left value of, say, like negative 50 pixels, which we'll do right now, it's going to appear right where it would be except for left 50 pixels. You know, that's how relative positioning works. So position relative and then left negative 50 pixels. So we're just doing this in line, you know, don't don't pay any attention to me here. I just it's just easier so you can see it right here. But normally CSS, of course, you'd apply you'd give it a class and then come over to your style.css file and do your CS proper properly, separating your style and content, you know, but you get the point here. It did just what we said it was gonna do. That right image, the one that we applied, the the relative positioning in the left negative fifty pixels did its job and it moved over left fifty pixels. But that's let's say for example, again, that what we really want is for that left one to sit on top of the right one, not the other way around. So again, you might just jump right away and say, well, I'll just give the, the left one a higher Z index value. Some crazy number or something, you always exaggerate, and which there's a good reason for. We'll get to that. And it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You're like, what's going on? It's the same deal. It, it, it's defaulting to static positioning, which isn't going to take the the Z index value. So give it a position relative and do it over again. And then our left one is right on top of another one. So definitely take that into account when you're having Z index troubles. Uh, uh, make sure that the thing that you want on top has absolute or relative positioning and has that high Z index value. So one of the big times this comes up, I wish I had a good example right in front of me to show you guys is when uh, uh, people use these JavaScript drop-down menus, and they're great, and they work great, and they degrade well, and all this stuff. And then invariable, they, they, invariably, somebody will put a big flash movie underneath JavaScript drop-down menus. It just I don't know I don't know why these two things go together, but people just do it all the time. It's amazing. And then they have problems with when the JavaScript menu drops down, it goes below the flash or it gets this crazy flickering or stuff like that. So I just wanted to mention that super quick if that comes up sometime in your life. A couple things to try is apply a W mode to the to the to the flash file. So when you embed flash, you can give it this W mode. And uh, 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 forever I, I used to give it transparent and that seemed to fix the problem a lot of times as long as you got a high Z index value and, and the, your positioning is correct, and then you give that flash file W mode transparent, usually it solves the problem. Uh, somebody recently told me that transparent is actually, is actually bad, and it's like a little harder, little harder uh, on the CPU, and that you can give it opaque, and it just does the same job, so you could try that as well. But any kind of W mode value when you're embedding that flash file is going to help out with Z indexing trouble on that. So, uh, And then, you know, something else that might come up, you know, 
this is such a simple file, but you know how complicated CSS gets and how big your HTML files and get all that. Let's say, you know, you wouldn't even notice, but there's a, we'll give our page wrap a background color of white. All right. And it has position equals relative already on it. And, and then there's our badge, which we have tucked away on the, on the upper right here. If for some reason this, this, this page wrap got a Z index value on it, two, let's say, which is higher than our badge of one, it could just, oh, what's going on there? <laughs> Always with the problems. What I was trying to show you is that sometimes, so if this if this page wrap had this background of white and a higher, oh, it's if we were to pull this badge out of it, it's because it's within. And have it tuck over there again. You can see how, how now, even though you can't really see that because it just has a white background just like the page does, this page wrap is actually a big white block in the middle of the page that's sitting up higher than this badge is because of the z-index values. And as the window gets smaller here, you can see that badge tucked behind that white block. And, and it, you know, no matter what we do here, we can kind of see the badge peeking out so we have some visual indicator. But that's another thing that can happen with z-index is that it's actually like your object is sitting behind a white block or some other block that's like <laughs> completely visually obscuring it and you think you've lost the page element. It can be confusing. You don't know what's going on. So that's something to watch out for. Let's see. What else do I want to say about z-index? Okay, well... Here's a fun effect. You can change the z-index on the fly, you know, because CSS has these a couple events you can work with, one of them being the hover event. So if we were to utilize that hover event with our images and say that on the hover event we want the z-index value to change, and we can save it, and then we'll look in our HTML. Remember, these don't have any z-index value at all, so I think they default to 1. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I think the index values default to one. Anyway, we'll reload, and, and our right one will be on top of our left one, just like we kind of expect, because it's afterwards. But when you roll over, that z default z index value of one is going to change to 5,000, like we told it to in the CSS. And you can see how they, they change. As my mouse curses over the left one, the left one becomes on top, and as my mouse goes over the right one, they come on top. So you could come up with some cool effects that way, have kind of a photo gallery kind of thing going on or something that exposes the top-level photo uh, when you roll over that one or something like that. Just kind of a neat effect that you can use that way. Uh, another thing I was going to say, though, is these is these values. You know how I used like 10,000 up here and 5,000, and we just use one here. And we're kind of all over the map with the values we we're giving our z-indexes there. I feel like there's sort of a good reason for that. I don't think one is a good value. Uh, if you're going to start using these things and you're using them a lot on a page, you know, for whatever reason... Uh, I feel like using like in increments of a thousand, it doesn't matter. You know, a 10,000 beats one, you know, the actual value of it doesn't matter. We could have used one, two, three, but I don't like using one, two, three because you can't, 
tuck in between 1, 2, and 3 if you need to someday. So if instead you were to use 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, then somewhere down the line you wanted something that was on top of 1,000, but underneath 2,000, you know, who knows, it could happen. Then you always got 2,500. You have all these uh, uh, in-betweens you can go to if you use like increments of 1,000 instead of just 1, 2, 3, because 2.5 isn't going to work. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it won't. It's It's an integer situation there so boy that's a lot about z index with kind of some some pseudo lame kind of examples here but it's just one of those things that clicks you know definitely think about positioning when you think about z index and that it really needs absolute or relative positioning to work at all and so if you know if something's below and you need it above that apply that positioning and and you can get there. So let me know if you have any other questions about Z-Index or if I like blatantly got something wrong or you missed something, uh, let me know about that. As usual, more tips and tricks throughout the week. Articles all the time at css-tricks.com. You know, this is where all the videos live. That's where the forums live. That's where you can grab some free downloads and stuff like that. Uh, uh, And our sponsor this week, this is my favorite sponsor ever, themeforest.net by the nice folks at Envato. And I'll tell you, sometimes I fantasize about just, you know, just retiring, giving it up at all. And, you know, the the number one thing in life I enjoy is literally opening up Photoshop, creating a Photoshop web mock-up, some hot design, taking my time, making sure it's nice. And, and then, and then, and then, you know, the next day, pick it up, do a few tweaks to it, convert it to XTML and, and CSS, and you just have this awesome final product that I just, it's just my favorite thing in the world is to take a sweet design and make it into a web template. So I fantasize sometimes about just, you know, giving it up at all and just being a theme forest author for the rest of my life, making little web templates, not dealing directly with any clients. So it could happen. It could happen someday. That's what theme forest does for you. Uh, you can be an author on ThemeForest and create web templates and sell them on here. Or if you just want to get a head start because you're a designer, you can go on here and throw them a few bucks and get some credits. Templates start at 10 bucks. They WordPress templates, just straight up HTML templates. Flash, Joomla, Blogger, all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, uh, really nice stuff. Start at 10 bucks. You download it. You get the Photoshop files or whatever the original author built it in. And, you you know... It just gives you a great head start on doing some design. So check out Theme Forest. I'm a big fan. Someday I'm going to retire be a Theme Forest author for life. So (laughs) until next time, folks, I'll see you later. Bye.